When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now it is time to go home. So the scenario home again, home again. A recap of how the previous scenario ended. It is with a heavy heart and together we sit on to him. You'll make your way out of the ruined temple and begin your steep and arduous climb out of your room. The three of you exchange no words until at last you stand at the lip of the valley, far above the remains. The old tranquility of the tomb does little to lighten the mood. Somewhere in the shadows of this ancient crumbling structure, two friends have been left behind. Despite Rudolph's parting sentiments, you do not think you will ever see them again. You pray, however, that this will not prove true. Well, what a fix, says Crippen, turning away from the ravine as he adjusts the equipment. The fact that the three of us are still standing there Together, is all that has survived beyond all fortune. I offer my profound hope and thanks to you. I didn't think we were tired of hearing it. He jokingly assures Whitman that you are not, and he smirks and shakes his head before stepping forward and meeting you in the shoulder shrug. There, then again, you have it, he says, laughing. A pity that this whole story is likely to go untold, you know? Now, I mean, who, who would believe it? It isn't. Isn't for the best after all. I prefer not to ever learn any of it myself. You haven't yet turned the old hall back into caverns. You at least have that to return to, Christmas Art. Remember, we left that place in quite a state, but I'll leave traces of demon itself to you back in front of our old hearth, flagging in hand, with nothing to do for a month or two. The voices of your companions, coupled with gravity roars that transpired here, causes a flood of emotion to well up within you. You pray for Wundle and Elaine, and silently vow to uphold the banner of the Silver Quest in memory of departed friends, and all that you use them to stand for, realising that a long load lies ahead. With no further desire to link here, you push such thoughts out of your mind, prepare to set off with your companions on the trek home. The three of you move down the forest path towards the village of Kristan, curious as to what you might encounter there. Your thoughts drift back to the Kibber comments regarding the quest, quest headquarters and the old hearth. The very moment, nothing else was quite as good as that. And now, the adventure concludes. Return to the headquarters of the 
Silver Crest is an event that finds you facing a mix of on one hand, you resolve to prayerfully and beautifully accept the post Windu has perceived for you, that of the leader of the illustrious band of moat monster hunters who founded long long ago founded. On the other hand, however, much like your twin companions, you are grieved by the absence of Windu. The situation remains all the more made more difficult by all the things inside the headquarters that remind you of it. Almost immediately upon stepping into Thrush's main room, Ixtrachar becomes convinced that the place has been sacked by Freeze. So Quintum only rolls his eyes at the suggestion. Rather, they come here to cast off our loot, says Quintum, as he edges his way past the broken chair by the fireplace. Why wouldn't they have taken the troll head? I mean, the one left of the fire. There's not, not another, not be another one like, another like it anywhere in the realms. There haven't been any thieves here. You soon learn that Windle spoke with your two companions before you passed his company's temple and asked them to show you to a hidden room in the back of the building. Quitho leads the way, striding up to the wall at the far end of Windle's, now your, private chamber and pushing aside the cleverly concealed wooden panel. Never knew of this place, eh, Zooks? asks Ixtrachar, grinning as he hurries to move ahead of Quitho and small beyond the panel. Don't think we've used this place much since you came on with us. Come in, though. The window has left you something he's instructed us to give you. The three of you gather around a low oaken table in the middle of the formerly concealed room. Quiffin places his hands on a long, plain wooden box, sits on the edge of the table, and slides the curious object over to you. There it is. We're told something of what's in it, but I certainly would like to have a look. Go on then, Zooks. With your two companions watching closely, you flip up the thin lid and discover that the long wooden box contains a large leather bag. You withdraw the bag and loosen the string that binds it. If any sort of glowing wings, you're going to have to fight me for it, Mr. Star grinning. I'm not quite sure if he's joking or not. You, you spill the contents of the leather bag out of the long wooden box, revealing a small platinum coin. Three worn leather scroll cases. The coin has been intricately engraved, with one side bearing several stars, the other what appears to be an island in the sea, a platinum star coin. This small platinum coin is covered with engraved images. One side features several small engraved stars, while the opposite side bears the intricately engraved image of an island in the midst of a raging sea. Three leather scroll cases have been branded with Windu's mark. So leather scroll case one, two and three. This worn leather leather scroll case was left to you by Windu in a hidden room in the back of the Silvercrest headquarters. You also left instructions specify you to open the case in the hidden room. And the other two are the Griffin tells you that Windu Want you to open the scroll cases when you're alone. So we will. Perhaps the papers revealing you're the rightful heir to the throne of Tyson. Cried Mr. Stark Castle. Imagine that. King Zooks. Forget. Simple forget. Well, if that's all it is, then no, that's that. Three of you leave the chamber and return to the main room. Hard work lies ahead of us, says Quitham, as he loads up the fireplace with wood and sets about making a blaze. There's no doubt, though, that with a bit of grit, 
your town leadership resources will make what this place and our lot food enough. Although, as if to start, as he stumbles past a large pile of splintered wood, we for sure nothing at all might be just what we need to get our heads back round it all. We can't find fault with either statement. Continue and receive your reward. Congratulations, Zoot. You've triumphantly completed all the scenarios in the fifth proven round event. The Silver Crest is no small feat, and you now be rewarded for your truly heroic efforts. Okay, there we are, that's... Alright, 8,192 experience for General, 1,024 experience for all skills and powers, and 24 adventure tokens. Okay, we are... Alright, let's see. Let's, oh, let's go open up those... Let's open up those packages in the... In the Silver Crest headquarters. Alright, the headquarters for Silver Crest, an outfit you now proudly lead, is slowly returning to its cluttered but comfortable state. Quifu and Ishkazar have been hard at work, making certain the Crest will once again be ready to tackle the business, hunting those horrid beasts that bring bits of savagery turned fang and claw against humanity. Widow's room, located at the back of the headquarters, is now yours, but it is presently filled with too much clutter to be of any real use. Alright, I'm going to visit the hidden room. The small hidden room at the back of the Silver Crest headquarters is where Windor once stored some of the outfit's most prized, most valued possessions. It is now largely empty, save for a few simple pieces of furniture and a wax containing some basic weapons. Right, now let's open those scroll cases. Open them yet. There must be some something I have to get first. Okay. So I speak. Take a seat by the fire. Though you haven't seen any signs of the your fellow Silver Crest members, the crackling blaze in the fireplace appears to have been recently tended. You take a seat on one of the less than comfortable chairs pulled up to the hearth and stretch out your legs. Radiating warmth of the fire, combined with the quiet of the cluttered hall, is enough to make you want to nod off. Well, you're certainly sure now. Oddly enough, he managed to convince himself that a small nap by the fire might prove refreshing. You can't seem to fall asleep. For several long minutes, you'll employ different measures to try and make yourself sleepy. To no avail. Seems yawn. You're just not. <gasps> That's. <sighs> Sleepy. Your eyes fly open, and for a moment your surroundings seem almost familiar. You slightly immediately stir from slumber. You immediately note that the uncomfortable chair in which you're sleeping is producing a sharp pain in your lower back. Realising that any further time spent in this chair may prove permanently deliberating, you stagger to your feet and prepare to carry on with your day. 
Okay, we're going to speak with fellow members of the press. I don't think we'll ever be quite sure it's yours, but yes, it does. Frowning, he shuffles to a box of various odds and ends. Don't really think much of it is any use to any of Well, let's get back to it before some distraughtful it comes and sucks her in. Think we're clearing out the, shop, the old shop. Crispin, who's busy taking a inventory of the various weapons he found, seems to be in a somewhat similar, um, somewhat pleasant mood. Can't quite fathom or read all this weaponry, he says, waving his hand at the array of weapons laid out before him. Perhaps we can send it some, send it the way of some village militia. No doubt they're always crowded to pieces. Would it actually be quite good? Decide to leave the two men to their work. Now, there's an item you can use here, but I don't know what that is, and that, I think that's part of another quest, so I'll do that some other time. Alright. So, hmm, now, the lever scroll, I think I know what I've got to do, so I can open that up. Now we, we've got, there's quite a good 12 minutes in, so let, let's do this now. Mildwood. The village of Mildwood is named after its founder, an explorer and woodsman named Mild, who established a trading post here nearly 300 years ago. The village has changed very little. Little since that time, has remained primarily a haven for woodpushers, few farmers and a handful of soldiers. Peoples of Mildwood are a hardy, rugged bunch, friendly to their neighbours and welcoming to strangers, with the Woodside Inn and Tavern. Woodside Inn and Tavern is all but deserted. Ooh, observation link. Glancing about, we take note of a handful of mice swung along the edges of the woods, sucking in out various holes along the faces of the wall. It is the hard-working people of Mildwood the precious little time they spend in their village's sole public house. The tavern keep, a heavy grey woman named Billy, greets you warmly and serves you up a mug of hot spiced cider. When you attempt to pay for a drink, she says that she refuses to accept your gold. A bit of news from afar, we're surprised, she says. You spend the next small while conversing with her about your recent travels. Continue conversing with Billy. Billy tells you there's been a recent tragedy in the village. You learn that the daughter of the miller, a young lady named Bella, has recently gone missing. All indications are that she somehow wandered into a cave in the forest known by the locals as the Bat Cave. It's a terrible place, and no, and no mistake about that, she says. We're forbidden to enter it, and even if somebody was foolhardy enough to try, the entrance is warded by magic keeps the unwary out. Word is that poor young Isabella somehow got, got herself into that awful place. But if you want to want my thoughts, then it's more like they're not you. Taken, he says. You ask Billy what else she can tell you about the cave. She, she says the oldest tales of Mildwood speak of a terrifying bat creature that haunts the cave. Billy tells you that to get to the cave, it warns you against going there. Legend says the creature flies out at night and looks for victims. 
will not catch me within a mile of the place. Right after, after I wet the tyre swore about it. I don't know. Sad as me to say it, but I don't think we'll ever see young Mrs. Zavala again. We thank her for the information and bid her farewell. Okay, so, alright, that looks like an adventure. But we'll do that next time. Alright, saving again. Now, where I want to go is the forest surrounding the village. Because there's something there which is quite useful. Deep in the forest of the south of the village of Marlwood, we discover the overgrown ruins of a large stone structure. The massive stone blocks and thick stone columns were once pieces of a mighty fortress. Once pieces of a mighty fortress lie scattered throughout this section of the wood. Many of the stone pieces are half buried in the earth. Ooh, excavation link. Next to one of the protruding stone pieces, we spot a tall anthill. A busy legion of black ants is marching in and out of the opening at the top of the spot a tall anthill. The top of the mound. Alright. And those that remain when exposed serve as weapons, moth covered reminders of days long since departed. A thin trail of smoke rises up from somewhere in the midst of the ruins. Move deeper into the ruins and towards the smoke. In the midst of ruins you come upon a strange sight. A shallow pit has been dug here, about, about which four pumpkins have evenly been set. Between each of the bright orange pumpkins is a small mound of earth. The top of which protrudes a thin bent stick. Seated before the fire is a tall figure in a red robe with a dropping hood covering his face. The figure suddenly raises his head and leaps to his feet, throwing back the hood to reveal a face that causes your heart to skip two beats. It is the broad face of a large cat. Hey, kitty! You recognise the face to be that of Casmore legendary race of humanoid cats, these clever and cool beings are indeed a rare sight on Quith, and immediately wonder what sort of devilry this one is up to. I am Tawakar Zartor, Master Warrior, possessor of nine lives, hitches of Casamor to the Warden's door. Your presence here is not desired, human. Be gone at once! Unless you attach no significance to your life. You sense that some wicked sorcery is in the midst of being performed here. Yeah, a sudden arrival has somewhat shaken the castle more. Alright, demand to know what he is doing here. Yours is not the place to ask anything of me, grumbles the castle more. Leave now or, or soon find yourself made my slave. I assure you, you would sooner beg for death. Oh dear, I'm not I'm gonna I'm not gonna stand for that. I'm not leaving just because she told me to. Catamot bounds forward and leaps into the air, flipping head over heels before nimbly landing on the ground in front of you. With no hope of flight from your swift and agile opponent, you steal yourself for a brutal fight to the finish against the skilled Catamorak warrior. With Tawal Zar Hall, it's his first life. I go into battle rage. And it just says Tarzol Hall. Hmm. What does he do? He just 
being towers are anyway it's like ballistic towers are all collapses to the ground at their feet his body is immediately consumed by a blazing fire after the orange orange flames much to dismay the catamark wire re-emerges his wounds completely healed i have i still have eight lives left dears it's a fine catamark warrior and he assumes a combat ready stance you yet serve me as a slave human with your senses you can't reincarnation of Charles R. Hall is even more formidable than the previous one. Alright, you've no hope of flight from the twisting as your opponents pursue a so far brutal fight to finish against the skilled Catamark Royer, his second life. No, he's not saying what he's doing. Mm. That's a bit, that's a bit, uh, 5 XP for that. He burns, he emerges, seven lives left. Right, here's his third life. Yeah, it's it's just same same thing, nine times zero is six XP. Here's life number four. The master catamark warrior unleashes a devastating barrage of strikes, wounding you severely for twenty damage. Ooh, the Tartawal waves his hand as you're engulfed by a wave of flame for 22 damage, but still slain for 6 XP. Alright, here he comes again. Five lives left. His fifth life. Alright, this is the midpoint. Tougher than the previous. But fortunately, I'm so much. I've taken this, this adventure way later than, than most people do. So they're all easy peasy for me now. Three lives left. You will yet serve me as a slave, human. I think by now I'd start getting worried. Yeah. Seventh doing something. Doesn't say what. Maybe it's just really, really gross. He doesn't have to wipe one away. Uh, six XP. Two lives left. So you you should you should really start to get worried now. His eighth life. The penultimate combat. Do 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 Alright, 7 XP for that. Still have one life left. So it's like one life. You don't have any room left for mess up, for screws up anymore. Tiles are whole. Just run. I don't even want to particularly kill you. I just want to get find out what these pumpkins and what these pumpkins and bent sticks and mounds do. This is just clearly some sort of magic things happening here. Well, I want to do the magic thing and get whatever it is that you get for doing it. Yeah. With no hope of flight from your twisting agile opponents, the serious so-called brutal fight to the finish 
against the skilled Kasloak warrior. Begin combat with Kaldar Horus. Yes, yes he's, he's a lot tougher now. The master Kasloak warrior releases a devastating barrage of strikes, wounding you with everything. It's the Kasloak's final. Ooh, the Kaldar waves his hand and you're engulfed by a wave of flame for 21 damage. Another way of flame for another 21 damage. Nearly gone, nearly gone. And slain. 7 XP. Kaldawar cries out in anger. Clutches the ground at your feet. All nine of the formidable Kasimok warriors' lives have been spent. It is not wise again. I mean, really using up all nine of your lives in one play. That's just, that's just irresponsible. You're supposed to have a you're supposed to have at least one year of adventures between your lives. Hmm. You know, now you're dead forever. And you go to Cat Hell or Cat Dude Heaven or Cat Dude Hell, depending on what the criteria you are. Or maybe you'll become a cat dude cat dude ghost. Oh, I do have the skill of ne necromancy. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> no, no, that'd be mean. I don't want a. I want a cat, not a cat dude. <laughs> it is not wise again. You you step back from the corpse as it suddenly bursts into flame. A matter of moments, all that remains are Carl's old bullets, small cars, smoking ash. Or maybe the cats have actually been lying the entire time about having nine lives. They actually have ten. <laughs> so everyone, everyone thinks, oh well, I've killed him nine times. Nothing to worry about now. And then, ha ha! Then he can sneak up on you and say, ha ha! I actually had ten lives! Stop! Oh, this was... In the middle of the ashes, you spot something odd. A closer examination reveals it to be a small blue gemstone. The gem emits a pale blue glow. Pick up the glowing blue gem. Hmm, what will that do? I'm going to heal myself just in case. Reach down and pick up the glowing blue gem. Suddenly it disappears in a bright flash of blue light. Pick your random number. Bonus of 20. 10 from luck. 10 from spirit. 45. Your mind is flooded with a random series of images from your battles with Cars of Rules. The episode leaves you feeling drained and somehow different. Alright, I'm going to pause and just see what I could have worked. Okay, I just checked. And the most experience I could have got is 512 for all skills and powers. Other people might have almost been worth just trying this again and again to get the maximum reward, but nah. I mean, you can, you can get all skills and powers rewards easy enough. But there are there are places you can go where you can get a reliable two hundred. 
you stand in the midst of the ruins on the very spot where you encountered and ultimately defeated the Katamot Warrior, Tarzoho. The circle of which Tarzoho was seated still remains. The four large pumpkins and four mounds of earth around the fire, which still burns with great intensity. Bent sticks protrude from the top of each bound mound of earth. Dobbies with a strange circle of Around the fire was an attempt by the catamot to invoke some sort of magic. Wonder whether or not you might be able to invoke the magic. Okay, I'll try. To, please note, to invoke the magic of the circle created by Tordar Hill, you need to possess the skills of Arcana or not. You can master with at least 60 in each of those skills. Let's see, Arcana 69, Law 69. So, no, no problems there. Seated at the edge of the strange circle that surrounds the warring fire, you are confident you will be able to invoke its magic. Despite your confidence, you're not certain you should attempt it. Well, I think I'm just going to go around and leave some magic uninvoked. After several failed attempts to evoke the magic of the circle, you suddenly recall several obscure ancient techniques and apply them to your efforts. The results are immediate and profound. The four large pumpkins quiver and the bent sticks set into the tops of each mound of earth begin to slowly pivot. A chill wind blows through the ruins and the roaring fire suddenly dies, leaving in its wake a smouldering heap of ashes. A deep sense of dread comes over you, and you instinctively return to your feet, prepared to face the unexpected. Your heart leaps into your throat, and out the corner of your eye, a shadowy figure standing next to one of the fallen stone columns. You turn to face the figure, and discover it is a pale, gaunt-faced woman in black suits. She urges you with a slight nod, she says, her soft voice devoid of emotion. What purpose have you summoned here? Are you the one who has discovered the tome? Bring it forth so I may see it. Tome, tome, tome. Okay, control F. Where have I got some tomes? I have this massive leather tome that I picked up back during the adventure of the secret of Stone Bat Hill. Which was a long one. If you, scroll, if you search or scroll, you'll be able to find it. This large leather tome appears to be very ancient. Leather cover is adorned with a glare, glaring skull stitched into silver thread. Set into the cover in the well above the skull are five small black impressions. And a black gem is set into the first impression. Okay, use this massive leather tool. Probably that. 64 XP to general. Woo! There, we have it, she says, her soft voice distinctly unsettling as she extends her right hand towards you. The tome flies with your hand, floats over to you. She takes hold of the weighty book and caresses the worn leather cover. This is the tome of forgotten lore, she says, returning her gaze to you. It requires the five gems of midnight to be set into its cover to be of any use. Most fortunate for you, that one of them is already in place. Why well, possess the remaining four? Well, that's lucky. I mean, 
Otherwise, I'd have to set off on an epic quest to find each of the four gems, probably guarded by four mighty beasts, or trying some ridiculous series of quests. Who knows, Diddy? I'd love to do that. <laughs> but, admittedly, there'll be other quests instead. You're about to ask the strange woman about the gems, and she closes her left hand. Only a second later, she uncurls her fingers to reveal four black gems resting in her palm. She places each of the gems into the four ancient questions at the cover of the tome. Then, running her hand over the cover once more, books slide out of her hand and returns to you. The Tome of Forgotten Law. This large, worn, leather tome is the fabled Tome of Forgotten Law. Its thick cover is adorned with a glaring skull, tipped with silver thread. Set into the cup cover in a row above the skull, five small inscriptions, each filled with an opaque black gem of midnight. You may choose to open the tomb and examine its contents when you are at a safe location. The law that once filled the great tome is lost, you said, you were nerving on blinking day 60. The empty pages contained within its war cover speak, of, speak to untold power, awaits the hand sealed, capable to destroy it, which was long ago shattered to the wind. Before you can ask even a single question, the woman vanishes, leaving you alone in the midst of the ruin. You stare in wonder as the massive tome is clutching in your hand, all five impressions on its leather cover, now filled with black gems. Leaving the ancient ruins behind, you zoom your threat through the forest, swing inside yourself on the back in the outskirts of Marl Wood. Okay, I've been west from that. Now, legendary items? You know what? I'll go totally, totally with that. Visit Tally's trading post. Oh, it, it's some highwaymen. I'll attack them. They, they wide forward to me on attack. Just going to give them a bit of flashback. Okay. You, re you really should have taken a closer look before you tried to fight me. You know, noticed all this legendary equipment that I'm wearing. And these big swords I'm getting. I've got a big mace I'm carrying. Only the lead remains. He only takes like 64 XP. You turn to confront the leader of the bandits, only to discover that Algy Brigand has taken flight, as the green brigand disappears from view. You conclude you have to be content to let him go, despite his escape. Take comfort in knowing this particular band of thieves will no longer plague this region. Okay, there's some loot, most of it rubbish. And one piece is good, I'll take that. No sign of any more hiring in the immediate vicinity. You spend a few moments checking over equipment before once again resuming your journey. Oh no, no that's just because it's stables. I don't want to go there. I want to go to Tally's trading post. Suddenly, it's the same description as always, and then 
excessively as Ali comes rushing up to you, his eyes wide with astonishment as he points to the tome of forgotten lore you're carrying. How'd you get that? he exclaims. With your permission, Talib carefully studies the tome of forgotten lore. His eyes are wide as he scours its pages to meticulously study this cover. When he's finished, he hands the weighty book back to you, touching it to you in possession of this valuable artifact. Never thought I'd lay my eyes upon that fable book, he says. You've certainly given me reason to smile this day. Oh, wait. Wait here for just a moment, will you? I've got something that just might be of use to you. Tally's returned several minutes later, bearing a warm leather scroll case in which he proudly holds to you. Acquired that many years back, though I dare say I can't recall exactly where. It's most certainly connected to that tome of yours, and I'd like for you to have it. You thank Tally's and accept the scroll case. After snipping off the end, the end of the leather container, you remove the case with a tattered piece, piece of tarnish. As you unfurl the cartridge, you're forced again to wait. As, as you immediately take note of the sinister emblem stitched to the top of it, a silver skull, which is near identical to that which adorns the cover of the tome, certainly taking both you and Tally's by complete surprise. The scroll vanishes. Ooh, the tome of forgotten lore of Arnis Balak has suddenly appeared in the pages of this ancient tome. When consult this page, or any of the other pages in the tome to find examining it in a safe location. Wouldn't have expected anything of that sort, says Tally, shaking his head as he stares at the tome. Well, it certainly is a strange and marvellous piece. If I were you, make sure I never let it out of my sight. You again thank Tally's for the scroll and tell him that you plan to keep the tome safe. I think I can look at those leather scroll cases in in well my headquarters I guess. Oh oh I'm out fatigued. Well attend it. Attend it. Attend it to mount. Floor, Ethan Tighter, Gilbert Quest headquarters. Not to use that either yet. That's another quest and I, I don't want to really get get the quest too mixed up. Empty room. Time to use those scroll cases. I'll use number three. Here we are. You remove and unfurl the scrolls from all three of your worn leather cases. Your pause begins to wait as you immediately take note of the sinister emblem stitched in the top of each of them a silver skull. Identical to that which adorns the cover of the tomb of forgotten lore, suddenly taking you by surprise, all three scrolls vanish. And they're gone. The tomb of forgotten lore, windows shadow magic lore, has suddenly appeared within the tape. And along as windows arcane lore, and windows treaty on weaponry and sword. Taking a few moments to go for the new pages and edit to the tome, you leave the hidden room. Alright, back to a safe place. Let's look at this tome. 
home of forgotten lore. Open this up. Okay, so this tome of forgotten lore has got its own page. Cain's possession of this ancient and powerful artifact in the lair of the Vaughan Fall in the tome of Stone Back Hill. After defeating the Catamot Groyer known as Tor Azor's Hall, you encountered a, play, a pale rose woman who identified the worn leather tome you were carrying as the fabled Tome of Forgotten Lore. Mysterious woman, or mysterious woman, also writes the four missing gems of midnight in the tower. Many worn pages fill the ancient book. All right, so four tomes, four contents in it. Now I'm going to read the Arcanist Ladder. This 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 page of the tome contains an ancient and mysterious verse, thought to have been long ago lost to the ages. By reciting the verse. Can invoke its powers that I may invoke. Your eyes wander over to the contents of the warm page of the ancient tome as you invoke its powerful magic. Four thousand and ninety-six experience to Arcania. Alright. Back to the table of contents. Alright, Woodrow's Shadow Magic Law. This page of the tome contains Magical verse transcribed by Windle. The verse seems to pertain to shadow magic. We are not entirely certain of what effect it may have if read. It was from Windle, this could have been. There's no way it was that. Invoke. Your eyes wander over the contents of the warm page of the ancient tome as you invoke its powerful magic. 16,384 experience to shadow magic. Blimey. That is quite a lot. Mundo's Arcane Law. This page of the tome contains several powerful and cryptic bits of arcane lore. By reading this page, you are likely to receive the benefits of its grand wisdom. Invoke it. Okay, your eyes wander over the contents of the warm page of the ancient tome as you invoke its powerful magic. So I've got 3072 experience to restoration, divination, destruction, telekinesis, fortification, gating, illusion, elementalism, necromancy, conjuration, and shadow magic. So let me just check 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Yeah, 3,072 experience to all of the powers. Okay, I'm going to answer this phone. And pause. So that's quite a, quite a reward. Especially considering you need more experience to your powers. So I'm gonna, I think I'm going to be able to level up pretty much every power I have. Especially shadow magic, which I've been leveling up a few times. So they're all quite convenient. Just have to remember to go to the grey circle to get the discount. Which you can get to level 50 for destruction. Level 60 for most of the west. And level 70 for restoration, fortification. 
You can't find shadow magic because nobody, barely anybody knows about it. And you can't put play necromancy because about 90% of the people who learn necromancy go evil. <laughs> it, it just has a tendency to do that. I mean, even if you're good at the start, you turn you turn evil, like, you know, Collider and her team, yeah, so they don't want to, don't want to mess with that sort of stuff, just, just not worth the risk, although, maybe the reason they turn evil is because they don't have a formal education to protect them, so, you know, they can learn the simple procedures, you know, you know, the, you know, so you can, you know, several warning signs you're being in Seven warning signs that you are being possessed by an evil from beyond the veil of reality. Or, you know, have people, you know, check in on you every couple of weeks. Okay, yep, yep, here, here you go. Here's your bi-week, bi-weekly possession check. Let's see, let's see. Have, have, have you wait, have you killed any... Do you have any desire to kill, to hire goblins to kill an entire village and raise everyone? No? Have have you started stitching together stitching together random Frankensteinian abominations? No, no. Okay. So how many times in the last week did you sneak out to a graveyard to resurrect to steal more bodies for your experimentation? Oh, only two. Only two. Okay. That, that's 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 manageable. That's manageable. Okay, uh, 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 okay, do you, do you have this, do you just hate the idea of every, all that flesh chucking your bones and stuffing it? No, well, maybe a little bit, but only because it's ugly and fat. <laughs> Alright, okay, okay, you're, you're, uh, you're currently a level two on the, on the neck, on the, on the cackling meter. When you pass 10, we're going to have to kill you. When you reach 7, we'll put you in the... We'll put you in a padded womb and hope we can get you down. Down, down, down to a lower level. That is the standard procedures when you do necromancy. Alright, return to the table of contents. Okay, one more to look at. Grindel's treatise on weaponry and sword. This page of the tome contains a comprehensive treatise by Windle on all aspects of melee combat involving weapons. Windle is a master warrior, and great knowledge can be gleaned from what he has to say on the subject. I invoke this page. Your eyes wander over the contents of the worn page of the ancient tome as you invoke its powerful magic. 2048 experience to weaponry, 2048 experience to weaponry slashes. Okay, they're all invoked now. Let's see, can I level up weaponry yet? Not quite. Can I level up weaponry batching? Yes, I can level that one up at least. Brain. Alright. Skills. What about weaponry slashes? Can drain that too. Alright. Yep. Alright, so. So next time. 
Next time there's a certain event in the Drakenfield Hills. It's just this ring of illusion run by Sondor. And you know what? After all this serious, serious stuff in Proving Grounds 5, we'd like to take a break and just, you know, just do a no stakes, do some no stakes adventuring where even if I fail, it's not that nobody dies. <laughs> you know, uh, and also, after all this adventuring in the shadows, I just want to I want to do it in public where everyone can see. But that will be next time. It's going to be... Well, you'll see it when I get to it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, the Ring of Illusion. And this massive, massive rewards at the end of it. But that's for next time. Until then, save and farewell, fellow... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.